As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. We're going to let this stream breathe just for a second. You guys know the drill. Make sure it's nice and stable, nice and smooth for your listening and viewing pleasure. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we're going to bring in our friend Brandon Perna here in just one second. In fact, maybe we should just bring him in now and get go around the table on this whole Demarius Thomas thing that broke this yep. afternoon. We'll see what's going on on the Supers, uh, what's on the listener's mind, the whole nine yards. But how are you hanging in there, bro? I am doing pretty well in another Q lifestyle, Chad, another Q day here and right, uh, right. just hanging in and uh, trying to survive. Good to be back on the pod, though. And I apologize again, guys, for the delay. I, I got a new core for my microphone. And I wanted to test it out, but unfortunately, still not working. So you have to just bear with my voice like it is right now. But hopefully everyone's doing well. I'm ready to talk some uh, Broncos with Brandon tonight. Speaking of which, let's bring him on. The man, the myth, the is. legend. You guys know him. You guys love him. He is Brandon Perna. Brandon, what's going on, my brother? Thank you for joining us, making some time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, just really enjoying my superior mic to uh, <laughs> your your show here, <laughs> to Zach's mic. Um, but other than that, just, you know, waiting for this NFL draft to happen so I can stop reading about projections and Trade that's going to happen and smokescreen stuff. I'm getting oh, yeah. getting a little tired of that, but uh, yeah, man, good to good to be back on here. So, do you think Demarius Thomas, who wants to come back to the Denver Broncos, he told Zach and and Stokely today on 104.3 the fan that he wants to return. Doesn't want to necessarily be the number one guy. He doesn't need to be that. He just wants to contribute to a winning program. And of course. Broncos fans, it's right now it's the number one story on milehighhuddle.com because it's Demarius Thomas and he's a ring of fame caliber guy. But do you think there's any realm, Brandon, in your opinion, we'll go around the horn on this, any, is it even within the realm of the plausible that John Elway makes Demarius Thomas one of three or four Broncos that he's parted ways with and then brought back? Uh, I don't think Elway is going to bring him back. Uh, I think fans would love to see him get a shot. Uh, It it really just depends. And I know he said he's feeling good, but it depends on his health. Uh, He made some, he made some plays for the jets before he got hurt 
in New York, right? After he was with the Jets. It was a weird season for him. He was betrayed by the Patriots. So I think he <laughs> needs to be righted for for that. Um, for <laughs> They sent him out because they brought in Antonio Brown, which is just a just a low move. But get get DT in camp and see if he's healthy. I think the sentimental part of me would love to see it. Right. Uh, and I think he might have a little bit of gas left in the tank and he definitely can't be a number one guy anymore, but uh, you know, you got Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant and DT all in the red zone. Those are three big bodied receivers to, I don't know, just chuck it up in the air and see what happens. Ben Roethlisberger, Zach, at one point when he walked out on the field in the divisional round playoffs, the T- Tim Tebow miracle game actually thought Demarius Thomas was a tight end because of how big he is. But what do you think, Zach? I hate to be the wet blanket like always, but I'm not big on nostalgia. I'm big on what's best for business. And Demarius Thomas has no place in the Broncos locker room. Even as a mentor, I'm just saying, even as a mentor, he, he's, at, he's in his 30s, come off the tour of Achilles. His life spiraled out of control after Denver. Elway never brings back former players. X's are X's for a reason. I mean, I can keep naming cliche after cliche. They just don't need the guy. I mean, his time is up. Same with Chris Harris Jr. Same with Emmanuel Sanders. Akeem Tlaib, TJ Ward. Go down the line. It's just the NFL. It's business. They have younger receivers. They have Sutton's, Tim Patrick, uh, Deshaun. Bring them all back. Don't bring all of them back. As far as I'm concerned. (laughs) This is the Overtime Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Really quick, guys. Our listeners know the drill, but... uh... We don't we don't want to miss any of the super chats as the stream kind of gets really hot and heavy because this is a super crossover podcast, MHH, and that's good sports. So let me just grab this one from Mark Langley jumping in $20 super. Appreciate you, Mark. He says, uh, welcome to That's Good Mile High Huddle Sport. Today's topic, honesty. Zach and Brandon are both the same one is the same. One is censored, the other is uncensored with both opinions that wash out the same toilet for good reasons. Now, 
Mark doesn't leave it there. He's got one more thing to say. Nice, Mark. Appreciate you, Mark. All you guys rock. Both shows are great. Nothing but respect for Chad, Zach, and Brandon. Phenomenal crossover tonight. I dig it, man. You all take care. You, you know, Brandon, I should have thought of this. I should. We should have got Will on, too, because Will was the co-host yeah. of the podcast for, I don't know, a year before Zach and I teamed up. And now, of course, you podcast with Will. We could have made this the ultimate incestuous pod. Well, we, I mean, we could do that after the draft too, you know, when yeah. there's some real tangible things to uh, discuss. One more real quick. And then we'll uh, now Jonathan, he apparently can't watch this one live, but he dropped a super on his way out to work. And by the way, I'm glad to hear that you, your job is going well, considering our situation. We won't use specific words because we don't want anything to happen to this video, but John, a $25 super, you know, that means the world to us. Appreciate you, my Thank friend. You. Sad that I'll miss the live show tonight, but happy to be able to go back to work. Thanks for all the great content and all that you do. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. That means a lot. All right, listen up real quick before we get to some of the other supers. And I'm going to do everything I can to avoid losing some of these supers. I want to get Brandon's thoughts on... A couple of well, there's three rumors really that have that have popped up that I think are worthy of our time to kind of an, analyze. And the first one, as you can see here, is this possibility that Mike Kliss kind of floated in an article. Brandon, I don't know if you caught this. It was uh, last week, middle of the week. Basically, <clears throat> the idea that Elway kind of does something similar as last year in the second round, where you know currently the Broncos are sitting at pick 15 and then pick 46, and then they got three third rounders. Cliss kind of spitballed and put forth the idea that maybe the Broncos use some of that third round capital to move up and make an additional selection between 15 and 46, whether that shakes out to be in the end of the first round or, you know, the beginning of the second, making three picks in the first two rounds. But then, of course, the downside risk to that or the downside uh, aspect of it, of course, is that those three third rounders aren't anything to sneeze at. You'd be given up probably yeah. at least two of those if you make a move. But well, let's go around the horn on this, Brandon. First and foremost, your thoughts. Do you think that's within the realm of possible, or would you even like to see the Broncos do that? Or do you want to see John Elway, for the first time in his front office career, make five picks in the top five, uh, top 100? All of it. All of it sounds good. <laughs> uh, I, I think the thing with Elway that we've kind of gotten used to is expect him to do whatever he wants during the draft. <laughs> Uh, which is exciting as a fan. Uh, last year, you know, they traded back from 10 to 20 and ended up getting Noah Fant. So that was exciting, even though I think a lot of people really wanted to take a linebacker at 10. In this draft, it, it's it's really going to depend on where the run happens at, at what position before 15. Uh, the Broncos, they're going to be looking at what? Wide receiver, tackle, and corner at that 15 spot. Yep. And if a bunch of receivers go and you're going to get one of those corners you want, you know, it might make sense to stay at 15. Um, but I like the idea of trading, if he can, back into the first round to get maybe like that second guy that the, the team's high on, whether that's at tackle, even though I think tackles might be off the board by that time. But if it's tackle or you're scared the receiver you want is going to be gone by the time you select in the second round again. I would love to see him take maybe like Denzel Mims towards the end of the first round. If he makes it that far, I know a lot of people are set on, on rugs, uh, you know, one of those 
really really sexy names at 15 but uh right. i'm like movement's good if they stick at 15 it's great like three third round picks is gonna be fun on day two of the draft so uh i don't know if i answered any questions <laughs> <laughs> what do you think zach I tend to agree with Brandon. I mean, this is the time, this is the year they have the capital. I don't think they're going to make all 10 picks. I don't think they make all third-round draft picks that they have, three of them. I would prefer the Broncos, depending on what they do at 15. If they take a tackle, like Brandon said, move up in the first and get Mims, move up and get Rager. If they take a receiver at 15, move up in the first round and get Cushenberry or Ruiz. They have to come out of the first two rounds, the first couple picks they make, solidifying the offense. If they like a guy, they love a guy, Go up and get him. Go make winning moves for your team. You have the young franchise quarterback. Now do what it takes to supplement him with talent around him. I don't think it's a it's a an option or a possibility. I think it's a probability that Elway moves up and gets his guy. He's not going to make all 10 draft picks. And like I said, this is the year. I think you have to do it. Really quick, let's give a shout out to Steven, one of the Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstars here in the community. Appreciate that $25 donation. Steven, I'm sorry I can't show your super chat card. I'm going to get some advice from Brandon here on how to maybe use another stream service so that we can, we don't have this problem in the future. I'm sure he knows things. He knows things about YouTube. He's an OG. Live streaming. I'm just as green as you. (laughs) Yeah, actually you're probably, you probably got it. You've got it running like a machine. So he says, Hey, you for advice. Hey guys, I would love to see DT back in Denver. He's talking to Sutton and DT never was a diva. Great mentor uh, mentor to our wide receiver room. What do you guys think? Yeah, we touched on that, as you know, Steve, and I think uh, the storyline would be cool for, for all of us, but uh, from a from a realism a realism perspective, I don't I don't really see that happening. And real quick, Ben Roth says uh, jumps in two dollar super. I'm still pumped. The Patriots are over. Brandon, how sweet is it to you that you no longer have to worry about that threat of Tom Brady from the AFC East. Like if the Broncos are good again this year and they turn the ship around with right. Lock, I mean, yes, you saw Bill Belichick have that, win- that winning season technically, even though I don't think they made the playoffs with Matt Castle without Tom Brady. This is, you know, he's, he's, he's leaving the uh, reservation as it were. He's going to be into uncharted waters without Tom Brady. And, you know, we'll see if, if Tom can, can duplicate what Peyton did in a new NFL right. city. Are, are you not relieved to finally see that evil empire? Seemingly, at least at this stage, it appears it's going to be finally in the books. Yeah. It's kind of bittersweet because, uh, you know, seeing Tom Brady leave new England is awesome. But the one team I did not want him to go to was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think there's a lot of firepower on that offense. I feel like, and it, like, I don't think Brady's really declining that much. <laughs> I, I think he is, but he's going to get, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and uh, Cameron Brait and OJ Howard, unless they trade OJ Howard uh, to throw the ball to. So I do not like that scenario. And I honestly, I really wanted Tom Brady to go to the Raiders uh, because I thought he would fail the most there <laughs> out of the teams he was linked to and the Chargers. Because as a Broncos fan, I was never really scared of Tom Brady because the Broncos always kind of had his number. Uh, It's just the other teams couldn't seem to beat him. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how Belichick does without him. And I think Brady will be fine in Tampa Bay. He's got a a great coach in Bruce Arians. Uh, I mean, it... 
unless his arm falls off or something, it's probably going to do really well down there. So that's the part of it I don't like. I wanted to see him go somewhere where he was going to be challenged. In Tampa Bay, he's got a lot of weapons. Zach, J-Step jumps in here with a $5 super. He says, hey, guys, love the pod. Just showing some love. And Perna Show, That's Good Sports, is too funny. From Tucson, Arizona here, go Broncos. And, Brandon, that's one thing we say on this show quite a bit is that Broncos country is not a geographic location, is a state of being. And it's really <laughs> cool to see all these people from all across the world coming together for the Broncos. Um, but really quick, I'm going to I'm gonna reverse engineer this the opposite direction real quick. Let me find the graphic that I have queued up. Let me grab rumor number two. And that is that the Broncos, I think it was Albert Breer. Yeah, it was from Sports Illustrated. He reported on Monday that the Denver Broncos are one of three, four teams, maybe looking to trade up, trying to target one of the top, <clears throat> excuse me, top four tackles in this class, including Tristan Wirfs, Mackie Becton, uh, Jedrick Wills, and Andrew Thomas. First and foremost, Zach, we've touched on this a little bit in previous pods, but your thoughts on the Broncos, A, pulling off something like this, and if you think it's even realistic and if you'd want to see it happen. I you like Brandon said you can't put anything past Elway so everything is is relatively realistic but to move up for a tackle when you already have two starters I'll say it again you don't have a starting center or starting right guard you don't have a starting wide receiver too it's an area Thomas doesn't count Brandon you just need those to fill those positions before you move on to anywhere else so they might take a tackle at 15 they might move down and take a tackle but they're not going to move up for a guy who might not start right away if they're going to trade up for someone it's someone who can contribute someone who's going to be an instant day one starter that's a rugs that's a lamb that's a judy that's on a beckton or an andrew thomas brandon maybe this comes down to how badly you want to see garrett bowles um replaced at left tackle right well i think like it depends on who you where you hear information from this because i've heard that the broncos are set on uh their tackles and their line right. and i've heard they're looking to upgrade it so I think like if you're taking if you're taking a tackle early, it's because you're planning for after Garrett Bowles, and it it would it's not necessarily a bad thing to have more tackles than you need with a, a young quarterback. Uh, but I thought Garrett Bowles at least showed improvement, you know, last season in the second half of the year, um, because when. For when he's not tackling guys and when he's not holding, he's usually doing a pretty decent job of of being a left tackle, at least average, which was an upgrade from, you know, kind of where the Broncos have struggled at those two positions before. But I won't be angry if they do move up to take a tackle that they're high on. Who's out of those guys, like who's like the fourth rated uh, dude there? I think I think for the most part it's probably Andrew Thomas, although there's some people that might flip him with Beckton. Okay. I think like if if Beckton falls, I want that guy because he is just so massive. Mm-hmm. Give me the guy that weighs 364 pounds <laughs> and put him on the line. <laughs> that is so that is that's just an insane weight to me to be like an athletic guy moving like 364 pounds that's more than two of me <laughs> yeah it's insane yeah. 
the the amount of food that dude could eat would blow people's mind. The amount of calories those guys have to eat in the first place just to maintain their body weight is insane. And by the way, Stu jumping in with a massive super. Appreciate you, Stu. Speaking of Mount Rushmore members of this community, you know we really appreciate you, my brother. He says, what's up, guys? Uh, Let me grab one or two more here because the chat, the supers are stacking up and you know how we feel about neglecting any of our super chat superstars. Anthony jumping in, $10 super. He said, Peter Schreg has Simmons falling to 10, Isaiah Simmons, to the Browns. How likely do you see this happening? And if he falls to 10, do you see Denver going up to get him? Hashtag state of being, hashtag Denver Broncos for life from wonderful West Virginia. Zach, I'll start with you on this one. Is that something you see happening? Would you want the Broncos to get after it? I would pick up the phone if I am John Elway. He's, to me, the best defender in this draft, and he take the Broncos' defense to just a ridiculous level. But it goes back to my previous point. You're set at linebacker. You have two starters already. I hate Todd Davis personally, but you can get by with him. You don't have a wide receiver. You don't have a center. I keep saying it, a backup tackle. Those positions, the offense in general as a whole, needs to be prioritized before you turn your attention to defense. So the Broncos' premium picks in the first couple rounds, to me, have to be devoted to Drew Locke. What do you think, Brandon? Do you like Isaiah Simmons as a as a possibility? I mean, I'll yeah, be shocked if he gets past five, but what right. do you think? He's considered like the most athletic guy that's ever lived, correct? <laughs> yes, he's approaching it at least. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> anytime you can add a guy like that to defense uh, with a coach like Vic Fangio, it's, it's a fit. They'd find a place for him. But I think that the bigger area of, of need on defense is getting, you know, another corner, uh, when it, whenever I like think about the draft and, you know, it's like you're reading through like every team's draft needs. If I were putting together those articles, I would just put corner at every single team. Like you can never have enough really good corners. So in, in the Broncos, you know, they've, they've made some movements there. We don't know the, the health of, you know, how Bryce Callahan's foot's going to hold up, uh, even though it should now that they fixed the screw that was incorrectly screwed into his bones. Uh, I, I would like to see them take, you know, a corner to s- sort of sure up that area. It's bit like, especially like with the way the Patriots utilized like their dominant secondary and you just give me all of the, the secondary guys if they have to take defense. But I, I agree with Zach. Like I I'm kind of excited for them to go offense early. This is the overtime podcast network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let's grab Donnie Boy here who jumped in with the $5 super saying, this is the night we've all been waiting for. A lot of the listeners have been pining for this crossover, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> in this corner, Zach. In the other, we have Brandon. Tonight, we'll find out who is the biggest gangster. Mm. All right. Lay him out on the table, boys. Let's see. That's let's, grab, let's grab Brian real quick as well. $5 super. Appreciate you, Brian. He says, what's up, fellas? How do you guys feel about Denzel Mims? He seems to have a lot of talent with sub 4-4 speed. I've seen Denver said they love him. Hashtag state of being in Kansas, Brandon. That's that actually ties perfectly. And Brian, you uh, you've got some instinct there for what's going on here. That ties into the other rumor, and that is that the Denver Broncos. I mean, well, let me just get it out there. I guess like three specific wide receivers. We already know they like Henry Ruggs. That's been broadcast from the rooftop. It's probably the worst kept secret in you know the NFL offseason. But there was a report that came out from, I think it was Dane Brugler of The Athletic, that the Broncos not only like Jerry Judy of Alabama as well, but they like CeeDee Lamb of Oklahoma and Denzel Mims from Baylor. So getting back to what Brian's saying here, yeah. how would you feel about the Broncos getting a guy like this? And where would you feel appropriate to grab a guy? 15, 46, where would you like to see Mims? If, if those other three guys that you mentioned are off the board, uh, I would take Mims at 15 and not – Think twice about it. Um, I think it, it's so hard. Like I, I'm doing my draft research like today. <laughs> like I, I'm really trying to figure out, you know, which teams are, are going to take guys. So I wish I could give like a better spot of where I think he might actually go. But if you could come back in, like we mentioned earlier, at the top of the uh, first and get Mims, that would be a great spot to take him. Um and just a side note, we've had a super chat from Tucson and one from Kansas. <laughs> I lived in Kansas, and I almost moved to Tucson from Kansas. So the super Ooh. chats are going pretty good tonight in terms yeah, of my personal living history. That's some perna serendipity right there, baby. Owen Hoff, even, even more jumps in from uh, New Hampshire, it looks like. $10 super. Appreciate you, Owen. He says, my two favorite YouTube shows in one. Dreams do come true. Keep up the great work, fellas. Hashtag state of being in New Hampshire, which it's just nice. cool to see where where Broncos country is coming from. Listeners all across North America, Canada, too. Uh, of course, that's North America, but Europe, <laughs> Asia. Dude, it's it's amazing yeah. how, how many people are checking in. Let's grab Dylan, one of our Super Chat superstars, who uh, threw down yesterday on Twitter. Dylan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Defending the brand like a boss. Nice. Jumping in with a $5 super. He says, watching Perna since 2015 and MHH since 2016. Nice. The collab I needed. Let me see. This will this will prove how much of an OG you are, Dylan. If you've been watching Perna since 2015 and MHH 2016, does the does the the these three words in the huddle? Does that mean anything <laughs> to you? Because that was the first podcast I ever did. I don't yeah, know about I think it was your first too, right? Yeah, and uh, we did that with Jake Marsing was kind of the brainchild for that little podcast. Brandon and I just kind of showed up, and Jake got the guests and did the whole nine yards. And 
I think it used to still, I, for a long time, I know Jake kept it up, uh, lit, you know, wherever he had it. I can't remember where, where the server was, but I think, in fact, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, he reached out not too long ago saying, unfortunately, I got tired of paying for something that nobody's listening to anymore. So in uh, the Huggles podcast episodes, 16 of them or however many there were, that's in the can. But that was the 2015 season, wasn't it, that we did Yeah, that? you could say every time we did a podcast, a podcast together, the Broncos won a Super Bowl. So This is true. This you're is welcome. true. You're welcome. True. State of being, we brought it to you. <laughs> Let's grab Alvin real quick. $20 super. Thank we you appreciate you. Uh, Perna, take over. Okay. Alvin, you, that Alvin means you have to give me a mile eye huddle, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's grab Christian also, $5 super. I think the talks of trading up for someone like Simmons or an offensive tackle is a smokescreen. Zach, what do you think? To me, it seems more like a smokescreen than anything. I agree with Christian, but what are your thoughts? I said at the other podcast, I think the offensive tackle rumors are a smokescreen. I think Elway wants the teams in front of him to move up for a tackle to let the receivers fall to 15. The interest in receivers is not a smokescreen, but I think those these rumors about trading up for anything other than a receiver in this draft class is. I think that's the way that Elway operates, and he's using mouthpieces like Cliss to disseminate the information further. That's the thing. It's like with, with so many receivers there, it, it's everything's going to be predicated on how many teams are going after them early, because you should be able to get a good receiver late in the first or in the second round. And we know like Cortland Sutton was rated as like the second best receiver, and the Broncos took him, you know, way later 40. than anybody expected in that draft. So yep. it's there's I don't know. It's like it's like Christmas because there's so much anticipation for it. We're all guessing, but we're like, and you have to factor in that all of the GMs and coaches are doing this thing in a situation that they've never had to draft from before, where it's like this live stream. Like, yep. I, I'm hoping for chaos is what I've been saying. Let me let me grab uh, Chase real quick. Jumping in with the five dollars super, he says, "Who is your favorite wide receiver outside of the big three, and what's the highest you would draft him?" Also, we all know what it means. Hashtag FYTB. The OGs, the, the that's good sports OGs know exactly what that means. But um, <laughs> this is a family friendly show, so we're, we won't spell out that particular acronym. But I think if you think of Tom Brady as the yeah. second half of that acronym. And a specific epithet, you can let's probably just, put two and two together. Let's just say it doesn't stand for friend your Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, indeed. My favorite outside the top three, if if push came to shove, honestly, it would probably be either Denzel Mims. Oh, man, Denzel, probably Denzel Mims would would take the cake for me. But Justin Jefferson would be a, a close, a close, I guess, fifth close second, but close fifth in reality. Yeah, Jefferson's my wide receiver four. I think he's just a little speedier, a little more of a game breaker than Denzel Mims. So I, I would not mind taking him at 15, but I would not take Jefferson over the big three. Those are my preferences. I'm 100% on board for Antonio Gandy-Golden. Simply, so I have an excuse to say Gandy-Golden <laughs> once a week for the next four years. There you go. Miller 707 jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. $5 super. And this is another one of our true superstars from Mount Rushmore. No. MHH, Ed jumping in with the $50 super. You know, you don't have to do that, Ed. We appreciate you, though. I mean, it means the world to us. You know that. He says, 
Keep up the good work, guys. Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. What's up, Brandon? Love your channel. MHH and That's Good Sports are my favorite channel. So thanks, dude, Edward. Got an admirer. Big there. donation. And that's uh, it's so like it's I don't know. The the super chats are crazy. And people coming back to do it, it's like uh it blows my mind. It's just like shows like how powerful like a community of people with just a shared interest, which is just football, like come together to BS and I don't know. I'm I'm impressed by it every time. (laughs) I know we pinch ourselves every single, I mean, seriously, there are times that Zach and I, it's still to the, I mean, this has been a little cultural phenomenon now dating back to about September's when we started doing every podcast as a live stream. And, uh, it still is not, I mean, we're not desensitized to it. Like it, every time, yeah. like this one right here from Michelle jumping in with a $10 super. I mean, that means the world to us. And uh, Michelle says, what is that? Mike? Mike. Wait, what is that? It's Michaela. Michaela. See, now this is the type of super chat I like because she ends it with, my name is pronounced Michaela. Michaela. Which if maybe it's Michaela. I butcher, I butcher so many names. <laughs> That, uh, you know, you, you, having somebody tell you how to pronounce it is a, uh, that is a, a smooth move, Michaela. We Unless do. Michaela. Oh, God. I know. Now we're, now we're going around in circles. I love you all. I love all your channels, uh, what you do. Thank you. And it is very helpful, Zach, when they, these awesome super chat superstars help you with name pronunciation because I've butchered a few in my time here hosting oh, this podcast. Yeah, we need the the Latin origin chat for you not to mess it up next time. Um, and by the way, you know we're uh, we're 29 minutes into this podcast. We've kind of landed on all the three main rumors. Brandon, I don't know how much time you want to hang out with us. We, uh, if you got to get going, I know you got videos that you're working on tonight, as we talked about before we went live. But you're welcome to hang out with us through the duration. We're going to go through and grab all of these awesome super chats. If you need to go to, you just say the word and it's all good, man. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, I can do a few more minutes here because I, okay. I am going to do some work. Uh, and this this is, a, this is a great super chat. Looking forward to the TGS mock draft on Patreon. <laughs> there you Thomas go. He's giving you money and he's giving me money. <laughs> and he's basically helping feed both of our families right now. That's right. right. And he uh, has the question, which – which running back has the most touchdowns on the Broncos next year? This is a contentious topic wow. on this podcast between, you know, we've kind of, uh, we haven't been too stoked about the Melvin Gordon edition only because of the money. As far as, you know, he's a good running back. We would have liked to have seen that money go to Philip Lindsay, but who do you think has the most TDs? I'll, I say, Gordon. Receivers too. I'll say Melvin Gordon. Uh, I feel like, now, and the crazy thing is, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's actually a good red zone running back, um, but Melvin Gordon also has been very effective. You know, close to to the goal line. So I just I feel like if they invest in him, they're going to try to get their return, and he might get more favors just based on the fact that he is getting paid more money. So that's why I would lean towards Gordon, but I think it's going to be close. And obviously, if they both are high, if they're both high, that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, especially in Colorado, if they're both high, that could be a really good thing. Yeah, they only have to pass a test once a, a, a week now before the season starts. So, <laughs> This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What do you think? Uh, and by the way, TG, Super Chat Superstar, $20 Super. Love you, Perna. Thank you. Thank you for telling me you love me while giving Chad $20. <laughs> Victor jumps in, $2 Super, big fan from Panama. There's your hashtag state of being. And then using one of Brandon's most famous catchphrases from That's Good Broncos. We all, all the know things you can't say on here. There are things, yeah, with this family friendly on this show. That's um, smart. Uh, I just watched a documentary about the Panama Canal. So it's again, we're we're really firing on all all cylinders tonight. Angela as well, up in Canada with a fourteen dollars super. Great collaboration. Hashtag state of being. Appreciate you, Angela. It's very consistent and outgoing and passionate. We really do appreciate you, Boise man. Oh, this man. is the podcasting dream team. This needs to happen more. Love both of your shows. That's awesome. We really do appreciate it, my friend. And I know I'm going to grab one here that actually has a question you guys can discuss because there was a few supers that yeah, this Zach looks like he's getting bored. This freaking stream, dude, just drop, jump by. All right, Zach, you grab this one while I go back into the, into the YouTube and find the other ones. All right, Kevin dropping $5. Appreciate you, Kevin. He says, up, guys, much as I hate to say it, but how much of the hot seat do you think Fangio will be on if we finish under 500 or just one or two games above? I've been on record to say that he's going to get this season regardless. He's going to get three years regardless, no matter of how he does this year. Obviously, the expectations are raised with Drew Locke, but it would take – I don't even see a scenario if they went 2-14 and 14 where Fangio gets fired. He had one – Pretty decent season in his rookie year. His sophomore year, he'll get with the first year under Drew Locke. Regardless, he's not going to face the hot seat. In 2021, though, they don't make the playoffs. They're still below 500. Then, yeah, he'll be on the chopping block. But regardless, I think he's safe through next season. That sounds good to me. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird like to call Fangio a, a rookie head coach. As he's turning, what, 61 this year? Yeah, 61, 62, something like that. Um, all right, let me grab this one real quick, guys. I'm going to – I got to put you it guys, in. Have you been generally positive about Fangio? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, he – you know, there were some growing pains from for him last year in terms of, you know, just managing the game from the sidelines, decision right. points, 
calling the game from the sideline instead of the booth like he's accustomed to. But I think overall, Zach and I have been been pretty uh, optimistic and positive about <clears throat> Fangio's first year. And here's Zebulon Foster, $5 Super. That's a really cool name, by the way. Yeah, that's I awesome. wish my parents would have named me Zebulon. <laughs> How many sacks does Kareem Jackson have this year? Uh, C and Z, I don't know. Oh, Chad and Zach. How can we get Nick to quit drinking IPAs? This is Coors Country. Cheers, boys. Yeah, Nick's Beer Fund. Hashtag Nick's Beer Fund. But what do you think? Uh, you know, that's a pretty random, arbitrary question for you there, Brandon, but right. how many packs does Kareem have next year? I like I like that he just spelled cream really well. <laughs> it's just cream. Um, man, and Kareem Jackson was the Broncos' best free agent acquisition from last season. He's a fun player to watch. I would – I mean, he's a safety, so they – you know, they've got to blitz him a lot uh, to get those sacks. How many did he have this last year? I, I mean, if he had – Maybe one or two. Maybe I would two. say three. I'm going to be optimistic and say I'll, three. I'll Google it real quick. Maybe with Will Parks gone, they, you know, put him up in the box more or something. I don't know. He had zero sacks. Okay. <laughs> Did he mean interceptions? Maybe. Uh, yeah, two interceptions he had though. You know, I'm saying three games sacks. or three I'm games. Not, I will not change that number. <laughs> Alvin, uh, by the way, jump back in with another massive super $50. Appreciate that. Alvin Perna. Hell yes. And Alvin, uh, you bring that money to the, that's good sports live stream. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Alvin, right. another cool name too. Yes, indeed. Let me grab this one real quick here. You know, I hate to say this, but unless we end up spending the entire rest of tonight on this podcast, I don't know if we're going to, the outgoing of support, Outpouring, I should say, of support uh, on Super Chat is just prolific tonight. And what if what if we away. just stayed on here until we all became millionaires? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might take guys. That'll take some time. My my wife can feed me and you know yeah. just fall asleep in the chair. Miller seven oh seven five dollars super. I forgot to write something on my last super. Ha ha. Chad, Zach, and Perna can't get any better than this. Love you guys. Hashtag Broncos fam. Appreciate, appreciate you. that. Appreciate that, brother. Um, all right, let me uh Brandon, how much time you, you're good for still? I know you're it's three and a half off. minutes. Three and a half check. Let's grab Chris right. up in Canada. Appreciate that. $20 super Chris, big Canadian supporter, uh, big Canadian D super chat for Perna <laughs> and my boys, Chad and Zach. Thoughts on DT returning to the Broncos. Just read the article on the athletic that he wants to come back. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool. We just – I don't think any of us really think it's very realistic. But one day he will, whether John Elway resigns him or not, one thing that is going to happen is Demarius Thomas will return to that mile-high stadium to be enshrined in the ring of fame eventually. Once he hangs up his cleats, he's going to have to wait the appointment, however long it is, five, six years. And then I don't think there's – I mean, could you – Demarius Thomas is a shoe in for the ring of fame, don't you think, Zach? A uh, shoe in, I, I close. I mean, considering how he ended his career, considering how Elway takes a very adversarial approach to former players, I don't. Nothing's a shoe in with Elway and the Broncos, but I think he has a really good chance, and definitely more of a chance than someone like Chris Harris Jr. It'd be nice to see him kind of reconnect with the Broncos, but look how long it took for Al Wilson to get back in the Broncos' good graces. It seems like it's it's a longer process than needed. So we'll see what happens in the years to come. I think the Broncos signed DT. And then trade him back to Bill O'Brien. 
for first. I would want to talk to DT just to get his thoughts on Bill O'Brien. It, it, that's so funny because we could see that happening because of how inexplicable some of these trades that old Bill yeah. O'Brien's been uh, putting out there. Whoa, look at this. Christy jumping in, showing some big time love. Wow. You know, we appreciate you, Christy. She's uh, one of our, we call them Mount Rushmore, Super Chat Superstars, members of this community, a pillar. And that uh, means a lot to us. You know that, Christy. She says, this is the collab we need. That's right. That is, <laughs> she's right. We all needed this. This is, uh, yeah. Well, and like I said, we needed we'll, uh, it more than they do. They don't even know that. This is true. And next time, like I said, we'll uh, maybe after the draft, we'll circle a date that works for everybody. And yeah. we can't also get Will on here because Will is is a, an OG too. And people don't realize this. Brandon Perna is a founding member of Mile High Huddle. When Mile High Huddle started in September of 2014, Brandon was there with me making videos, plugging away, doing his thing. And I think we lasted together two football seasons before, you know. Yeah, we made a lot of content together. Tons, tons. And so, well, and, and of- to be fair, you you orchestrated it. I just said, yeah, I'll make <laughs> videos for you. <laughs> yeah. Somebody wants my videos? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sign me up, Chad. That was when you were still in California initially. Yeah, we started talking when I was in LA. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, this is a superstar discount audio and wills. We'll do this one more, Brandon. And then I know you got to get going. Jumps in $5 super. He says, you guys have to do this more often. Brandon Perna. Hell yeah. Go Broncos. Get lock offensive line help. A lot of wide receiver talent. And remember Sutton was a second rounder. And that's something I think, you know, people are so hell bent on a wide out at pick 15. You forget that there are a lot of examples, especially in recent history in the draft. There's more examples of people of teams hitting on wideouts in the second round than the first round, with right. the exception of that 2014 draft class in which the Broncos busted big time on Cody Latter. Basically, the Broncos drafted the only wideout in that class that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like right now, every I don't know if every team is looking for this, but every fan base is hoping their team finds the next Tyreek Hill, right? And it's just like, so so like the, the speedy guys are everybody's favorite again. And, uh, you know, the Raiders kind of <laughs> made, made a living off of drafting the fastest guy in, in the draft every year and it failed. And I think teams kind of got away from it, but not every receiver that's fast is Tyreek Hill. And I think we all know the best way to find a guy like Tyreek Hill is to look through police records first. So. <laughs> yeah, it takes a little elbow grease and time. Boom. And research, but you can Suck find it. it, Chiefs country, <laughs> nation, kingdom. JK, they've been pretty nice to me. All right, one more, Brandon, one more. Uh, Ariel Herrera, one. jumping in, $5 super. Appreciate you, Ariel. Maybe it's just my dream scenario, but I think Elway should do everything he can to grab Isaiah Simmons and move up to get Mims. Hashtag state of being. Hey, Perna, FYTB. We all know what it means. We all know what it means. Thank you, Ariel. But hey, Brandon's done 41 minutes with us. He's got a life to live. He's got things he's got he's to take care of. He's working on a very special and unique video that's going to be for this Jay Glazer bombshell to drop so I can finish my video I started. If this if he if he does not drop significant news tonight, 
He's going to be on my S list. <laughs> See? Another word for poop. <laughs> Brandon, uh, taking one for the team there, curbing the uh, the naughty words. Brandon, thanks for joining us, brother. And we'll uh, we'll get you on again soon. And anything. And like I said, talk to Will and see if maybe we could orchestrate a four-headed, you know, podcast crossover Definitely. and get crazy. Yeah, we'll do it on my channel so I can make all the money, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We'll, we'll be happy to. We'll be happy to. All right, dudes. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Good to see Bye. you. Thanks for joining us. All right, boys and girls, that was the great Brandon Perna. You know him. You love him. <clears throat> Zach, there are so many questions, so many comments, and then, of course, just a an avalanche of super chats and like i said i want to try and get to each and every one i don't know if it's going to be feasible tonight this might be one of those situations where we have to do another makeup pod and speaking of super chats zach let's grab jeff here who jumps in five dollar super one of our superstars he says yep. roses are red violets are blue i love rugs and so will you very nicely said there my friend Points, 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 hashtag speed kills, hashtag rugs to Denver and Denver Broncos for uh, for life. Zach, there are those out there in Broncos country that are still just dying for Henry Ruggs. I'm arguing for him every day, Chad, on here, on Twitter. I, we all have our preferences. It's the most subjective, unpredictable, uh, you know, mercurial ca- ca- class in recent memory. Everyone loves their own guy. I happen to think Henry Ruggs is way more Tyree Kill than he is John Ross. I think he is a wide receiver one, but... I'll say it again. We can all agree on one thing, on one point. The Broncos need a wide receiver, too, in this draft class. We can all agree on that. Most definitely. And Zach had actually some some really good thoughts on kind of ranking the top 10 options for the Broncos in the first round in order of you know likelihood or importance. We're going to talk about that on tomorrow night's show. We're going to unveil that as our main topic at the top of the show. Even though it's the Mile High Mailbag, we'll go through some of that stuff, get your questions and whatnot. Let me grab uh, Terry real quick here. Zach on Super jumping in from Canada, as we all know, a significant member of this community. I think Ter- I think it's fair to say Terry's in – I mean, our Mount Rushmore, this is the Rockies, so our Mount Rushmore is a lot bigger than other people's Mount Rushmore's. And I think Terry is so consistent, so ingrained in this community that he deserves to be considered on that mount as well. Appreciate that super chat, Terry. He says, this show rocks. What is a reasonable prediction on total turnovers for the defense? Totally feel that we should trade back into the second round and – oh, it cut him off. Hold up, hold up. Second and – Oh, just a, and the money sign. So football pre state of being Perna is awesome. Uh, anyway, on total turnovers, I don't know. I don't even. I can't even remember how many the Broncos had last year in terms of takeaways. Is what I sh- I'm sure Terry's talking about. Well, yeah, for the defense. Um, but what are your? I'll do a quick re- little search. You answer him on that trading back into the second. If trading back up into the second round or getting two second round picks, I'm confused on the question. I'd rather the Broncos move up in the back in the first round and get a premium player. But if they want to move up from 46 into a higher spot in the second, I'm all for that as well. As long as it, they target an offensive lineman if they don't take a receiver at 15. In terms of predictions on numbers, I don't really have a number in mind, but I will say that what leads to turnovers is pressure. Pressure is production. The Broncos will have a lot more pressure on their quarterback with a healthy Bradley Chubb, with having Jarrell Casey, whoever they add in the draft. 
their sack numbers are going to go up. Their turnovers are going to go up. I think uh, A.J. Boye gets back on the all-pro track in terms of uh, interceptions. Justin Simmons will capitalize as well. So you're going to see a more cohesive unit, a more cohesive defense, and the pressure they apply will lead to more sacks, obviously, and also more interceptions and fumbles. I don't disagree. Let's grab Josh here with the $20 super. Thank you, Josh. Says, uh, Perna, I'm off at a normal person hour and finally caught a live pod. Awesome. It's good to have you, Josh. The grocery store phenomenon and great toilet paper caper of 2020 <laughs> seems to be over. <clears throat> and then he says, uh, hold on, it's cutting him off. Uh, be here more often now. Uh, that's good sports. Broncos country, FYTB. And don't ever F with us is what he's saying there. Um that's true. I've heard that TP, Zach, the silver lining of things starting to kind of become more sane in this world of which the buzzword we will not use. TP is more readily available. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, depending on where you go, some stores near me, it's one per customer or two per customer, but at least it's back in stock now. And it's all because people, I'm not going to get on the tangent, it's all because people were panic buying, Chad. Everyone bought into the doom and gloom, and I think we were among the minority who kind of preached positivity in the face of that. But I will stop myself there and say I'm glad we're returning to normalcy, and sooner than later, this will all be, hopefully, a distant memory. All right, let's grab our friend Larry, longtime listener of the show. Appreciate you. Super chat, superstar Broncos fan number 24 on YouTube, of course, $10 super. And he brings up a good point. We need to get Brandon Perna verified on Twitter. That's it. That's my post. He says, appreciate that Larry. And I think Brandon, if he were still live on the pod, as we read that particular super would be nodding in agreement. He, uh, you know, he, he deserves it. And, but you know, it's not easy to get that verified. There's politics involved. Honestly, if you're not, if you're uh What's a good way to put it, Zach? If you're not, if you don't have a big network pushing from a editorial level to get you a blue check mark with Twitter, right. in today's landscape, it's really hard to get that. You're SOL unless you have you're associated with a bigger brand that can do the legwork for you. I mean, Chad, you and I've been trying it too, so we can we can attest to that. This is true. Gavin jumping in, ten dollars super. Appreciate Thank you, Gavin. Gavin. Feel like both my football worlds are colliding right before my eyes. Thanks for y'all being part of my afternoon pods throughout my high school years and into my senior year. Simmons drops to nine. What would y'all be willing to trade? I don't know, man. That's a tough question for me because I don't like the idea of trading up. Simmons is one of the guys where I would consider it, but I would have my limits and I would probably say, Zach, the, the most is I would give up two of those third-round picks. I wouldn't give up a future first. I wouldn't give up a second. If they'd be willing to deal with me on two third-round picks, maybe, just maybe, Isaiah Simmons is one of those prospects in this class that'd be worth it. If they were an Isaiah Simmons away from winning a title or if they had a wide receiver and their offensive line was was good already, I'd be pounding the table, give up two, three third-round draft picks. He's a game-changer, but it just to have many other needs throughout the roster chat on both sides of the ball, it'd be borderline irresponsible to make a luxury trade for a luxury player at a non-premium position. Even as good as Isaiah Simmons is, the Broncos need to prioritize offense again before they turn to defense. Super chat, superstar, George <clears throat> Vandermark jumping in. $20 super. Appreciate you, my you friend. Much. No question. Just showing support to my favorite podcast. Can't wait till the draft. Hey, it's not much not much more waiting to be done. Tomorrow night we'll have the Mile High Mailbag, and we'll officially be 
one week away from the NFL draft kicking off and we'll be live for the entire draft. And as we've kind of talked to you guys about before, Zach and I will be rotating on and off the podcast. There will be someone, there will be a couple of people minimum in the podcast stream uh, hosting at any given time. Zach and I will be in and out. That'll be Thursday night. We'll stream through the whole first round. We plan on doing the same thing Friday night, which is um, the second round, second and third round. And then Saturday, about 10 a.m. Mountain time is when the day three kicks off and we plan on, it might not be Zach and I, we'll see how it shakes out, but we plan on having a stream going through that whole entire process too. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out, but Zach, it's not that much farther away. I'm, I'm counting down the days, chat. We, we all need this distraction right now. And George, I believe you ordered a tank top. We got the notification yesterday or today that it's shipped out. So be sure to look out oh. for that. The next couple of days, your order has been shipped. Nice, nice. And an organic way to support the show. You guys can grab a hat, you can grab a hoodie, you can grab a tank top like George. George has grabbed a few things out of the merch store, hats, hoodies, very supportive. You know, we appreciate it, my friend. More to come and, uh, too. Yes, indeed. Let's grab Victor. I, I Paul, sorry, Victor. We didn't have time to grab your your super while Perna was still on the show, but he'll he'll hear this after the fact. He says, big fan from Panama. Hashtag state of being, and we all know what that last hashtag means as it relates to Brandon Perna's uh, appendage. Yes, yes. <laughs> there, you there you go. Enough said. All right, let's grab Derek here, jumping in with a $10 super. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, uh, and again, message for Brandon, you're the you-know-what. Love your stuff, you guys. Are all I watch for my Broncos updates. And I know Brandon would be appreciative of that, Derek, hearing that. And Zach and I, you know, we, uh, we're honored to hear things like that. Take that, Kisla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun, man. That was, that was an ordeal on uh, t- late Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Well, it was part of Monday and all of Tuesday, man. That was some drama that I don't necessarily want to – uh, dredge up at Lamont's. By the way, I found out about Mile High Huddle because of Brandon Perna. Yeah, Brandon is an OG, supports the cause, great dude, good friend, and um, we'll we'll work on getting him back on the show as soon as we can, and we'll get Will uh, Will Parks. I almost called him. We'll get Will on as well and make it a four uh, four headed attack. All right, I think I'm caught up. Let me get back into the stream here. And just as I say that, I'm nearing the bottom where it's going to do one of those jumps, Zach. So bear with us one sec, guys. Hit that like button, guys. 51 likes, 400 on right now. Hit that like button. Hit the like button. <clears throat> Justin jumps in. $10 super. Thank you, Thank Justin. You. Want to know what heaven looks like? Sutton and DT on the field at the same time with rugs catching bombs from Drew Lock. Look, I here's the thing, guys. Demarius Thomas – kind of lost a step, and then he got hurt. He had the Achilles that he suffered uh, after he left the Denver Broncos in Houston in 2018, banged up again last year. It would be really cool as a storyline. We all love DT. I mean, one of the things I liked about this story coming out today, Zach, is going through and just writing about Demarius Thomas. It reminded me of all the impact he did make and how many iconic moments he contributed to in Broncos canon. I mean, just to name a couple. The you know the eighty yard catch and run in the in the playoff game against Pittsburgh to win it in overtime, setting at the time an all time receiving record for the Super Bowl in forty eight when Peyton Manning and the Broncos 
number one scoring offense of all time, got demolished by the Seahawks. DT was the one offensive skill player that really showed heart throughout that entire game, caught the only touchdown the Broncos scored. That was iconic. Seeing what he did, uh, catching Peyton Manning's. I don't think I even listed this one, but he caught Peyton Manning's uh, touchdown pass that broke Brett Favre's all-time record. His individual accolades, contributing to Super Bowl 50. He was He's a big part of this era of Broncos canon, which is why I'm of the opinion that when the time comes, he's a shoe-in for the ring of fame. I just don't know that he's, at this stage in his career, Zach, an upgrade over Tim Patrick. Now, maybe it's sixes. Maybe they're about on the same level. But DT, it's a great story. But, Zach, fans shouldn't get their hopes up on this. I don't understand how this would be heaven. I mean, you guys are forgetting the fact you were pushing Demarius Thomas out the door. I mean, he left the Broncos for a reason. They got rid of him for a reason. What else is he going to say right now? He's entering the twilight of his career. He's a free agent. He's trying to angle his way back into a paycheck, back into a job. I don't blame him in that regard. But if you bring him aboard, all you're doing is taking away reps from your younger players. I want to give those snaps to Patrick and and Deshaun Hamilton. Demarius Thomas, he had a great run with Denver. He was part of a lot of great moments, Chad, but everyone that you named, when was the most recent one? Three, four, five seasons ago? He hasn't been relevant to me in a couple, in at least a couple seasons now. You bring him aboard, you're crowding the depth chart. You, you're going to have Henry Ruggs, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick. As a ring of famer, fine. As an assistant coach or whatever, fine. As a guy to come in and, and talk to the locker room, fine. But to bring him aboard and give him a contract and put him on the field, that ship has sailed. I agree that it probably has, you guys. So that's what I'm saying is it's fun to kind of keep as a what if and a maybe, but uh, it's very unlikely to happen. TG jumping back in, $50 super. Thank you, TG, my friend. He says, I want to get CeeDee Lamb and then trade back into the first round and grab Kenneth Murray. You know, if you're going to take a wide receiver at 15, TG, you're speaking my language because I, to me, CeeDee Lamb is the best wide receiver in this class. Kenneth Murray end of the first round, what are you giving up to grab him? I mean, is he worth giving up one, maybe two third-round picks plus the first-round pick to take? I'm not sure on that. Not just, you know, I'm not saying that he's not a good player, but it, I'd maybe wait and see if I could grab him at 46. And if not, you know, there will be plenty of other good options on the on the board at that point. But, hey, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. The same holds true to the prospects that we all find ourselves pining for, you know, hoping the Broncos will, will draft Zach. I like to train a thought because inside linebacker to me is the third biggest priority after, or t- maybe tied for cornerback after wide receiver and offensive line. But if I'm going to move back up, I'm going to move up for an offensive lineman, either Cesar Ruiz or uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, to me, it's all a matter of opinion. I like Kenneth Murray, but not enough to take him in the first round. I'd rather take ADG in the third. I'd rather look for a cornerback in, in those rounds. Give me those options. Give me a wide receiver and a center in the first two picks before I address defense. Boise man wants to know when Perna is rolling out his weekly live stream. I just sent him a text asking him that question. Um, So if he gets back to me while we're still going live, I will relay that information to you, Boise man. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, Jay step jumping in. Look at that hoodie, like a boss, dude. We, we put, we showed a previous uh, super, but it was one that I had to type in copy paste. I should say, look at that mile high huddle. Loving it. Jay step. Uh, do you think there is value in Navy's wide receiver quarterback Reynolds? Um, I'll be honest with you, Jay step. I'm not familiar with him as a prospect. I don't want to steer you wrong. I'm not one of those analysts that's going to talk about someone as if I know anything about him. If I don't, you know, I'm going to keep it real 
and uh, straight up. I'll do some research on it and circle back and let you know on tomorrow's show, though. I can't say I'm I'm his biggest supporter. I will say, though, if he's a receiver, is he going to be better than what you'd get out of Ruggs, Sutton, and the rest? And as a quarterback, is he better than Driscoll or obviously not Drew Locke? So maybe in the later rounds, but not a guy that I'm, I'm targeting at all as a preference. David jumping in with a $20 super, one Thank of you. our superstars. Appreciate you, David. Are we really interested in Jeremy Chin? You guys are awesome. Thank you. Hashtag Garden City, Kansas. You, awesome, buddy. Um, I think Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Chin is very much a realistic option for the Broncos. And when, and when I say realistic, yes, I think you're getting a big-time recommendation from his uncle Steve, who works for the Broncos, going into the Hall of Fame, Steve Atwater. <clears throat> so I think it's real. It's just a matter of you know, the value of it. Where are you willing to take Jeremy Chin? I've seen him. I saw him mock today where he was in the first round, back into the first round, yeah. Zach, which is the highest I've seen him mock. Yeah. I still think he'll end up going in the in the second round, late second round. So I'm I'd be willing to put even money on, well, at pick 46 in the second round, I think there's a a better a a, a, a good good odds that he'll be there for the Broncos at, at 46. I, I think he goes in the second round as well, but I'm very torn on if I want to take him at that spot with someone like Ruiz or Cushenberry on the board or maybe a wide receiver. Again, they have two great starting safeties now, and I have full confidence in Vic Fangio developing that third safety, whether it's Trey Marshall, whether it's a mid-round guy, whether it's an undrafted free agent. I have confidence that Fangio will mold that guy and give him that Fangio bump. I just, chin in the third round, I'm all over. Chin in the second round, I don't know about that. Uh, Duke wants to know, I'm going to grab Brian here. Duke wants to know why on earth are you wearing the orange cap? You gave that hat away to a listener a while back. That listener Duke never got back to me with the address. I need the address. So I still have it here in my office. That's why Uh, Brian jumping in $5 super. Appreciate you, Brian. Honestly, who would be the best compliment to Sutton? Could you imagine rugs Sutton Fant? Uh, Philip Lindsay Gordon, by the way, glad you liked the mock chat. Yeah, I did finally get a chance to check that out. Um, now, here's where this might sound like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, but I assure you I'm not. Here's where I can understand why I could maybe put rugs in front of C.D. Lamb, because even though I think C.D. Lamb would be a great compliment to Sutton, I can understand how you could make the argument that rugs would be the better compliment in terms of what this Broncos offense really needs and how you could really take pressure off of Sutton, the things you could do with that speed and that open field ability. Not that, you know, uh, a guy like CeeDee Lamb couldn't provide similar things in his own way, compliment Sutton, but I think there's a solid argument to be made that in terms of fit, based on the need that offense, Ruggs emerges as the the top guy for the Broncos, even though all things being equal, I like CeeDee Lamb's ability. I think he's going to be a better player in the league. We'll see how it shakes out. We all have our opinions. I'm just saying, if you get close to what Tyreek Hill is, you put Tyreek Hill in the Broncos offense, Cortland Sutton, Tyreek Hill, Noah Fan, uh, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. How do you stop everyone? The only thing the Broncos offense is missing, Chad, is speed. And Ruggs has that in spades. He is the quickest, fastest, game, most game-breaking receiver among the big three. I have no problem with Lamb, but we all have our opinions. I just don't think Ruggs is going to be this bust that fans worry about. He's way more Tyree Kill than he is John Ross. But if he's off the board and Lamb is the pick, he would fit seamlessly as well. A little more DeAndre Hopkins than Tyree Kill. But again, Tyree, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Cortland Sutton, that is lethal. I am not complaining at all. JT Music jumping in with a $5 super. Appreciate that, JT. Remember, 
Cowboys originally rumored uh, to pick up Cortland Sutton in the first, but took Van Der Esch. We got very lucky in a not-so-deep, top-heavy class of wide receivers. And there's some truth to that, JT. But at the same time, I'll remind you that that's the, there's, there's multiple stories like that in each and every draft. In fact, that was something interesting today. Uh, it's coming out tonight. I think it's publishing around 8 p.m. tonight. Bob Morris released his annual. He does one mock at milehighhuddle.com per year. But he does one that's based solely on need, just to, as, a, as an exercise. So pick one, what's, what's Cincinnati's number one need? They need a franchise quarterback, so obviously it's going to be Joe Burrow. And he goes through each team's primary need takes that position. And what's interesting about that is because so many teams do end up panicking and reaching for need in the first round, Zach, it pushes players who should should be going earlier down the boards, such as the cases he's talking about here with uh, Cortland Sutton. So, And it happens in every single draft, not every pick, obviously, but it does happen every draft multiple times in the first round. And it will be interesting to see which of those elite blue chippers might get pushed down in this class. It happened in 2016 when uh, Dallas supposedly loved Paxton Lynch and the Broncos traded up ahead of them to get him. So that was what worked out better for the Cowboys in hindsight. I think the Sutton Van Der Esch thing worked out for both teams. LVE is a very, very, very talented linebacker. When he overcomes his neck issues, Chad, I mean, he has perennial all-pro talent. Cortland Sutton is what he is, a perennial pro bowler all-pro as well. This is one of the rare occasions where it worked out best for both teams involved. Liberal hater jumps in, $20 super. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up, guys? Sorry to both of you if you didn't see my other apology. I did see it. I don't know if you know what he's talking about, Zach, but. No little, comment uh, on his, yeah. Right. That wasn't your fault, brother. That was that was uh, me making a joke that was not well thought out to the point where it could be misconstrued and misunderstood by people. So that's not on you. Uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate your support, my friend. You know that. Um all right, Zach, if you wouldn't mind grabbing Damien here. Yes, sir. We, we skipped a grip of uh, chats that the stream passed up, so I'm going to go grab those while you grab Damien. Yeah, Damien uh, jumping in with $25. We, that's amazing, Damien. Thank you so Appreciate much. You, bro. He says, I am hearing that the Redskins might take a quarterback. Should we get in that mix sooner than later to sneak in and get Simmons? Uh, trade up ahead of the Redskins to get in front of them. Uh, I don't think jumping in that far just to get a defender when you don't necessarily need is the best for business right now. So um, he's obviously a great talent. He'd be great on this defense, but I'm not moving up just to have a gamesmanship ahead of one other team or, or try to play any games. I'm sticking to my board. I'd move up a few spots for a wide receiver, but again, I'm not jumping in the top 10 for a non-premium position who you don't technically need. Right. I think you could find a now just playing devil's advocate. I think you could find a, a million ways to use a Simmons in terms of fitting him to a need, whether it's off ball linebacker, which isn't one of the extreme needs. It's not a glaring need. It's a level four or five need for this team or that third safety role. He's a guy that can play box safety. I'm really excited to see what this kid does in the NFL and how teams use him. But the idea of trading up, I just don't love it no matter who the prospect is. It just depends on what kind of value you would have to give up in the process. And uh, Damien, thanks, my my friend. That that means the world to us. You know that. Um, I don't want to <laughs> butcher that name and get, offend anybody. We'll just say Bush. Appreciate that $10 super, my friend. Thank you. I would argue that Simmons himself is a need. We get killed by tight ends and running backs consistently. Get off the field on third down, give Locke the ball, 
Love you guys from Spokane, Washington. Appreciate you, my friend. And that's a fair point, Zach, which we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast lately, just how much that's been a thorn in the team's side guarding tight ends in coverage, even though they did improve with Fangio last year. I'll play devil's advocate. Okay, you have a defense to contain Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Simmons can help with that. But then do you have the offensive firepower to match points? So it's pick and choose what you want to do. Pick your poison. The defense, to me, is well ahead of the Broncos' offense. They still need linemen. They need another receiver, maybe two. Uh, You don't have those needs at inside linebacker. You can get by with Todd Davis. You can scheme around him. You cannot scheme around having Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton as your wide receiver, too. It it comes down, again, to opinion and what people want to do with these picks, Chad. But to me, you can't neglect the offense to focus on a luxury, non-premium player like Isaiah Simmons. And by non-premium, he just means... Position-wise. Position. Right. That's all he means. Uh, Nad Ludlow jumping in, $5 super. Thank Love you. your passion, Zach. Hashtag state of being Appreciate Pennsylvania. You, That's cool, man. By the way, Nad Ludlow, we tag you. You know, we mention you on Twitter after every show. If you're on Twitter, reach out and let me know who you are so that I can start tagging you on Twitter. Um, let's grab Mr. Castillo jumping in, $10 super. Appreciate you, my friend. He said, I love seeing our boy Brandon in the live stream. And uh, we can see his little emojis there. We do too. And like I said, we uh, unfortunately Brandon had to go before we could show your your super chat there. But you know, as as time permits and opportunity permits, I mean, like I said, Brandon has got a life to live and he's got his own problems and things he's got to take care of. But we'll always try and get him on the show. We'll try harder to get him on the show and do more things more often. But just understand that it's not as easy as just snapping fingers because. We all got things going on, and and it's uh, it takes a little planning ahead of time. Let me see here, Zach. Let's grab King Hicks. King Hicks, are you on Twitter? I'm, I want to know if you are. Reach out. Let me know who you are uh, so I can tag you after the fact. Appreciate that $2 super, bro. He says, got to show some love. Keep up the great work, fellas. Appreciate that. All right, let's see. We're, we're getting a little bit long here. We might have to do a makeup pod. TG, man. So, uh, so – outgoing man we really appreciate that he says dt is 10 times better than hamilton even at his age now again this is a beauty in the eye of the beholder issue i i don't know i don't know i don't know on that one to be honest with you because there's something to be said for the spring and in the step of of someone who's still under the age of 25 let me remind you dt is going to be 33 this year and he has had that Achilles just two, not even two actual calendar years ago. So I think from a knowledge and a and a inherent talent perspective, you're 100% right, TG. I'm just not sure that from an impact perspective right now, considering his age and injury history, that he would be on that same level as Hamilton. I'll take Hamilton and two healthy Achilles over Thomas in his 30s and two, and one torn Achilles, Chad. I mean, at this stage of their careers, I want the upside. I want the potential. We all have seen Demarius Thomas's potential. He has hit his ceiling already. Deshaun Hamlin's not even close to that. The Broncos invested a mid-round pick in the guy. Give him the reps. Let him learn with Drew Locke. He started to come on last year, Chad, when Locke was the starter. Give him the opportunity and don't add another veteran like they would do with quarterback. Don't muddy the competition. Don't muddy the depth chart. You have a young nucleus. Feed into that. Carlos jumping in on Super Chat, five bucks. Appreciate that, Carlos. He says, what's up from Arizona? Interesting question. Do you think the Broncos have any interest in Chase Claypool in the second or third round? 
237 pounds, six foot four, runs a four four two. Well, here's the issue on that, you guys. He's a really intriguing player. Let's pretend he's going to end up being a tight end in the NFL, like a Darren Waller. Well, you already got that guy in Noah Fan. Let's pretend he's going to be a wide receiver. You already got that guy. His name's Cortland Sutton. So, you know, he's a very intriguing player, but I don't think he's a fit for the Broncos this this time around. I just, unfortunately, he's just not a fit with what the Broncos need offensively. Uh, you said exactly what I was going to say, Chad. I mean, if they didn't have Noah Fant in the first round last year, if they didn't have someone like Cortland Sutton on the roster, then yeah, but other positions need to be filled, and you can't take a tight end after drafting Fant, after signing Nick Vanette, after you know Fumagalli, all the other young players. You just can't do it. All right, let's grab Corey here. $20 super. Wow, thank you, Corey. Please help. I was betting simulated Madden games last night. <laughs> Corey. Oh, my dog. We we definitely sympathize with Corey's you. struggling right now. I don't know if I have a gambling problem or a football deprivation <laughs> problem. Love all three of you guys. And then he says, uh, eight days and That's counting. Right. Go Broncos. Appreciate that, my friend. Um, all right, let me grab one from the stream here. Corey, don't blow your stimulus. All of it on Madden. That's right. Don't be careful. It. Be careful. And I'd be curious if you guys have seen your – Stimulus. Uh, no one I've talked to is. Have you? Yeah. you I haven't seen mine this morning. But maybe maybe I I'm not cool enough. I don't know. Maybe I don't deserve it. We'll see. Um, this is true. Nick Harris was in my mock. I took him in the third round. I can't remember Buana. Which one of those three third round picks? I just kept all ten picks and just made the picks in my one and only mock. But Nick Harris, the center from Washington, was definitely one of them. Um, all right, let me see here. Oh, there it goes, doing the jumping around thing. Uh, Paul, longtime listener of the show, big-time supporter of all the podcasts. Appreciate you, my friend. $20 super. Thank you. Great pod, eight days away. Rugs or lamb, please. Chad, we can both agree on that. Yeah. Some of our favorite players. Amen. And uh, David, jumping back in, appreciate you, my friend. $10 super. I agree with you guys about Simmons, but I've been pounding the table for Jeffrey Okuda and think we could trade with Detroit to move up. We really need a corner in my opinion, and it's a position of need. You know, my opinion deviates a little bit with Zach when it comes to the first round in terms of this year, what the Broncos should do. Okuda is another one of those guys similar to, I would be a little bit more inclined to be down for a trade for Okuda because it fits more of an imminent need for the Broncos than Simmons. But I just don't think that's realistic for this team. You're going to give up all that third round capital, probably would have to give up next year's first as well to get into the top five. Cause aren't the lions, if I'm not mistaken, they're picking fourth. They're in the top five, whatever it is, they're in the top five. So that would cost you an arm and a leg Zach to grab Okuda when you could grab a, A.J. Terrell, you could grab maybe a C.J. Henderson. We'll see where he lands. You could grab a Bryce Hall in the third round, who's an ideal fit for Fangio's scheme, playing off coverage. So there are a lot of different ways to skin that cat, Zach. I recognize it as a need, Chad. I'm not denying that it's a need. I just don't think that it's a pressing need. It's not an overwhelming need. You can get by with the talent that you have. You have Boye, you have Bosby, you have Callahan, and then you have Isaac Yadam as your number four guy. You had a, a, a Bryce Hall in the third round, someone in the fourth round. Your quarterback depth chart is filled out. But again, can you say the same thing about the offensive line? Can you say the same thing about the wide receiver group? You cannot. So as long as that is unfulfilled, you cannot move to corner in the premium rounds. 
All right, guys, we got to rapid fire these remaining ones. We're out of time. Sykes JB jumps in with a $20 super. Appreciate that, my friend. I truly believe any receiver that will make a defense have to sometime double will make both Sutton and a good draft pick better for both. In this draft, there are a lot. And that's a good point. I don't disagree with that at all. And I think there are a lot of different options that you can add. I mean, Devin DuVernay from Texas is a speed guy. There are a few options beyond the Henry Ruggs of the world and even the Denzel Mims of the world that can offer you that take the top off, who you're going to double type of dual uh, issue for opposing defense coordinators. That's the thing. No one's going to double LaVisca Chenault, but everyone's going to double Henry Ruggs. So you can target the, the, the glut of receivers. You can lean on that if you want to wait on a guy, but you cannot wait too long because that talent level does drop from tier one to tier two. And if you have a chance to get a tier one guy who's going to draw those double teams and make Cortland Sutton a better receiver, make Drew Locke a better quarterback, you have to get that guy. This is the year to do it. All right, let's grab really quick here. Let me shoot over here. Unfortunately, the stream passed him by, so I'm grabbing his super. It says, uh, from DBU, appreciate that super chat, my friend. He says, this should become, that's good, Mile High Sports. I don't know if my, the actual Mile High Sports would like us using that, but yeah. hey, we'll come up with the right word salad to properly represent what's going on here. Okay, almost through here. Let me just see what's down at the bottom of this stream, and then we will catch you guys later and pick up, of course, again, tomorrow night for the Mile High Mailbag. Anyone that we missed tonight, uh, we will look forward to grabbing your question tomorrow. Damien jumps back in. Okay, good to know. Good to know, my friend. I'll start tagging you on that. Appreciate the super. Look for the hawk. Okay, check. I got you. All right, let me see. I think... We have got everybody. And guys, if if we did end up missing you in the hubbub and the, you know, bringing someone on and going through everything, if we missed you, I'll see after this show and uh, make sure we get you at the top of next of tomorrow night's show in the Mile High Mailbag. But guys, that's got to do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, making it a phenomenal conversation. Of course, shout out to Brandon Perna for joining us and uh, contributing, hanging out for you know, I only asked him to come on for 15 minutes and he hung out for three quarters of the show. So he's a good dude. Make sure I'm sure most of you are already following him on Twitter and you're subscribing on YouTube to That's Good Sports uh, and That's Good Broncos. If you haven't, take care of that business ASAP. And then while you're on Twitter, make sure you're following my partner here, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. You can find myself at Chad and Jensen. While you're at it, follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. And then, of course, at huddle up pod and if you get some time you guys it's not a big deal we understand what's going on around us right now but you can join the likes of george and everybody else christy who've jumped in on the on the merch store get your swag on huddleuppod.com easy to find find something that you like another organic way to support the cause and uh, we'll get out of here for tonight zach have a great rest of your uh, wednesday evening and then we'll circle back for our favorite show each week be hard to do, make it better than this one, but tomorrow night's Mile High Mailbag. Yes, sir. And Chad, I want to just echo something you said earlier. Him and I, after we hop off, and even before we hop on here, we go over every single day how touched we are, how appreciative we are, how grateful we are. Every every bit of support, every donation we get, it could be a penny, it can be a dollar, a hundred dollars. We appreciate it 
from the bottom of our hearts, and we do it for you guys. We hop on here and try to include you. We just love your interaction. We love expressing ourselves. We love taking our questions. So everything you guys do, everything you guys contribute, monetarily or not, questions, interaction, we love it and appreciate it. So tonight was one of the better shows, I could say, in terms of being fun and, and being interactive. And I just had a lot of fun tonight. And the support you guys show, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. Amen. I couldn't have said it better. And prank films just on the way out, jumping that's, in. That's what I'm saying. Proving my point. Appreciate you, my friend. All yeah. right, guys. All of our super chat superstars, you know we love you. We'll be tagging you. Those of you who we know your Twitter accounts will be tagging you after the show tonight. So look for that. And if you haven't reached out to me and you're a super chat superstar, please do on Twitter so I know how to tag you. But uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night, guys. For Zach, I'm Chad. Have a good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, Thursday. 615 Mountain. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.